0: Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the TheBatmanUniverse.net. Check out The Batman Universe for this and many other great Batman podcasts. I'm Josh, and joining me is Davi Mazouz, Ben McKenzie, Donald Loke, Sean Pertwee, and many other cast members of Gotham. That's right. I fired Donovan and Jan. Apparently, I could do that. Uh, Actually, they'll be back next episode. Uh, These people are on here because this is our special New York Comic Con interview episode. At the beginning of October, I attended New York Comic Con for the first time, actually, and got to interview the cast of Gotham before attending the panel. Don joked to me that it felt like Gotham was becoming my job because this was my third time interviewing the cast since July I had just done it a few months earlier at San Diego Comic-Con, and I was in New York like two weeks before this, maybe like a week and a half before this. I'd have to check for Tribeca TV Festival where I interviewed the cast. I'll be uh, playing the audio from the interviews as well as the audio from the live stream that I did of the panel. The people who were interviewed here are Ben McKenzie, Donald Logue, Danny Cannon, Alexander Sadiq. Davi Mazows, Sean Pertwee, Chris Chalk, Corey Michael Smith, Drew Palm, Rena Bacaran, Robin Lord-Taylor, and new cast member Crystal Reed. I didn't get the time to speak with Aaron Richards or Jessica Lucas. Um i did get to talk to cameron b Candova, but that was off camera not an official interview capacity basically they paired these people up because they started a teeny bit late and time was limited and this helped you know make sure that everyone got to talk to everyone well not exactly everyone since as you can hear i missed it but it still worked out pretty well um you'll they paired people up by like how their characters were kind of related like the sirens were all sitting together um, Chris Chalk, who plays Lucius Fox, was with uh, Bruce Wayne and Alfred. Bullock and Gordon were together. Penguin and Sophia Falcone were together. I mean, y- you'll, you'll hear it. Um, Cameron B. Kendova, I briefly spoke to off-camera because, um, as you'll hear, if you want to hear more of my New York Comic-Con adventures, listen to the New York Comic-Con special that I did on the net, where I talk more about this type of stuff. But I got the last issue of Tom King's Batman comic, uh, The Conclusion of the War of Jokes and Riddles. Where Batman and Catwoman uh, just got engaged. And I thought it might be fun to show it to Cameron Becondova and Davi Mazals and say, hey, you guys uh, are getting married in the comic. And I got a picture of it and we posted it on the website. And Bleeding Cool actually picked up the picture and did an article based around it, you know. Cameron um, Becondova has the biggest smile on her face when I show her the comic. It was great. Alexander Sadiq, um, he was a joy to see again because if you heard in our San Diego episode, he was playing with um, our intern, our site intern, Ben, who was 11 years old back in San Diego. And when I showed Alexander the picture, uh, or he likes to be called Sid. Actually, it's funny. That's how he introduces himself. When I showed Sid, I guess, the picture, he was like, oh yeah, I remember him. That was fun. How's he doing? And um, that part is in the episode. You'll be able to hear that. When this was all done and we were walking upstairs for the panel, um, Some of the cast was just hanging out in the hallway. Um, Ben McKenzie, Donald Logue, and Sean Pertwee, and Robin Lord Taylor. So I was like, I'm going to ask to take a group picture. This is like the Gotham guys. How can I resist this? So I did. And um, I showed Donald Logue the first Bullock uh, comic, and he was like, wow wow, is that old guy Alfred? And I was like, no, that old guy's Jim Gordon. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'm certainly not belching all the time like I did back then. That part is is off mic because that was after the interview, but I thought you might get a kick of that. Um, it's I like to show old comics to you know some of the cast members, and sometimes it's fun. Sometimes they get a good reaction out of it. It worked in Tribeca. I didn't really get to do this all that much this time because um, – There wasn't a lot of lulls or empty spaces in the interviews where I could kind of do something like this, but um, I did it for Sophia Falcone, and she was like, yep, I read it, and Penguin was surprised, or I call him Penguin, he's Robin Lord Taylor, but they're their characters to me. He's like, oh, wow, (laughs) you don't look like you do in the comic at all, and we were like, well, neither do you, and when Davi Mazows was looking at the first uh, Lucius Fox comic, he asked me what issue it was, and I, I blanked. I uh, Batman asked me for some trivia and I couldn't do it. Oh well. But anyway, here are the interviews and here's the panel. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? All right, we got the GCPD up in here. Yeah. <laughs> so Bullock was made acting captain when Barnes went a little crazy. Um, what's his? I, I see that he's still in that captain's office. You know, this season, is he still acting captain or has he settled into that role and <laughs> happy there? Captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bullock,
1: Bullock is captain and uh, I think he's bringing back some of his older, almost pre-Gordon GCPD sensibilities to the office. I noticed that. And he's... so, uh, you know, it creates some interesting drama in the future. But he is, it definitely was a little bit of a, it was funny for me because we'd been in that office for so long where I'm like, when are we taking Barnes' stuff down? Right, you know? right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bullock is Bullock is the act is the captain of the GCPD. So is there going to be uh, a lot more conflict between you two. Um, you're already on a little bit in, in, in procedure and, and how
2: to kind of So tell us a
3: little bit about
4: what, what we can see. There.
5: Yeah, without giving it away, there's yeah. a lot. Um, I think that we're finally um, kind of exploring how. As close as these two are together and the bond that they have, it probably can never really uh, go away. There's a there's a real philosophical difference between the two, and there's a real evolution in their relationship, which puts some loggerheads from the beginning, and, and and it doesn't get better uh, for a while. So it's exciting to play. Absolutely, to like the most, just recently the most uh,
1: most the most interesting scenes because we're both. It's like we're between rocks and hard places on both sides, and it, it creates this really interesting and it gives us a lot of traction to have kind of em- these emotional scenes that happen between people who have forged a bond for years and now they have that history. But so I think we've been able to really, um, we have some really great throwdown scenes coming up in the future.
2: The oh, I'm sorry.
5: And how is Jim's love like this season? Uh, it's uh, um, it's good. I mean, I think that when when he lost, uh, what he had to do to, to Lee to save her it ended their relationship, at least for the time being. And so he's kind of in a lonely. Place and he's um, obviously encountered Sophia now, and that'll become a um, you know a, uh, a passionate uh, way of release for him, a way of kind of, of, of um, getting out some of his angst and loneliness, but he probably doesn't being with the daughter of a gangster probably isn't the best idea.
0: So Ex-fiance. Okay. Your ex-fiance's sister-in-law. Yeah, that as well. You did kill her brother, so, yeah. yeah <laughs> probably not.
1: Harvey's <laughs> love life is... Such a mystery. Uh, <laughs>
0: you had a fiance for like a few episodes. Yeah,
1: I don't. I miss us. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I miss Scotty. Scotty Mullen. Um, she was great, Maria Thayer. Uh, you know, I think I think Harvey's. Uh, it would be interesting if you were to follow him home and see how he lives and where he lives and what he does. It's, I think he le- leads a pretty lonely life, which is why. Maybe Jim doesn't realize it as much, but Jim Gordon is so important to him because in a way, he teaches its love-hate. It fills this vacuum of real emptiness and loneliness in his life. He has a very unbalanced kind of existence. So, you know, I think that's, like all great love stories, like kind of what keeps them apart, you know? And I think that maybe Harvey um, has more, feels like he has more to lose in that relationship.
6: Other right. than the tension that right. these guys. and you
2: can look at them, I'm just the newspaper person. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, the, yeah. the web people, I won't be yeah. insulted. Um what is uh, what were you looking forward to? What you know this season, what was different, what was more fun for you on the set? You know, well I think I think uh, the
5: relationship that we're exploring now and the, the, the way that these two are
2: um,
5: are coming into conflict is some of the most enjoyable stuff that uh, that I've done on the show regardless of the relationship and, uh, We've done together, um, but I think it speaks to a deepening of the show in general. I mean, one of the things that we we continue to lean into and each more is is the the complicated and ever changing nature of the relationships amongst the principal characters and how they they you know they people can come together and fall apart and and over time the air gets really thick with the with the, the inherent drama and tension of sort of. All of the conflicts that are going on, um, but the, the bonds are real. You know, people still, whether it's you know, whether it's um, uh, Riddler and uh, or Enigma and, uh, and Penguin their complicated rivalry, love, right. whatever.
2: Some romances that are at the middle of all this. Yeah. What,
1: and what's interesting this year is, you know, Ben wrote an episode and Ben directed an episode. And um, after years, you know, Ben has a really strong voice in the show. And one thing that um, Ben really fights for, which I love, is that within each scene, the emotional stakes have to be real. Because after a while... What I do like about Gotham is the longer it's gone on, I feel like as opposed to just going forward and rolling through scenes and saying, yes, I'll go with you or I'll do this because it's convenient or it's easy or we've been around for a while, is that we've we're digging within each scene to go, wait, how do, how do we really make the traction kind of solid in the in the conflict? And because i I just know and I don't even know how to articulate this, as an actor. I feel more excited about the scenes that we've been doing lately than I because it's we've been fighting for the real a little bit. And I really credit Ben with, um, and of course, Danny and John and Bruno, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, that there's a, you know, like, let's make it as good as we can and as interesting as very nice of you, but it's definitely it's Thank
7: you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, hi. Ben. Hi. <laughs>
8: All right. So what we may expect of this new season? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> I could yeah, start. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got it. it. Yeah, it's going to be. It's, I think um, from what I've seen so far as um, an actor looking in, reading scripts, seeing what's happening. Um, uh, I think that whatever Gotham was last season, which was uh, a vast improvement on the second season, it's gone off the scale up to you know i, I think in uh, uh, what was that movie they um where they moved, the volume went to 11. Oh, spinal tap it's this 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 one has gone to 11 this year
9: yeah.
8: uh, and god knows where we're gonna, get, gonna go next year there is so much going on it is so amazingly intricate um and there's so many different interweaving plot lines which these guys are juggling I, you know, people have to keep up. People have to pay attention to see. Um,
2: so you're joining a cast that, you know, seems to be very close knit, been working together for years. What was that like?
8: It's always really tough. Because you have to hit the ground running, and you've got to be as good as the rest of the cast, and they're way better than mine. <laughs> they're really amazingly good at what they do. So it was a bit of a teething process for me the first. And, and you know, Danny, John, Bruno, the guys were very gentle on me, and you know, gave me just a few bits and bobs in the first few scenes. So I didn't actually have to turn up fully, Rachel Gould. Um, So I was really, I was lucky. They gave me a shallow end production. Did you do that on purpose? No, 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 It's it's true, it's just
7: everyone gets along very well. Because they're given these mammoth characters from from, from a 75 year old canon of work. And um, they really take it on. And and, um, everybody really enjoys playing with that. And they take on the responsibility. I've never seen people work harder. Because they work hard, everyone bonds. Very quickly.
4: So you're bringing
2: in a pretty iconic character uh, into a show that has a lot of lot of pieces. Yeah. Uh, Talk about the process of how you bring this character.
7: For the first three seasons, we just wanted to establish everybody. We wanted to give everybody enough time. by themselves for us to really truly understand who they were and we've been working these characters for so long once season 4 came along and everybody knew who they were now they collide now now we peak now we explode basically season 4 is about going crazy bananas and out of that Gotham will need a true hero you know but before before that hero could exist we have to like burn the city down basically
0: at the end of the latest episode um, Raish um, kind of lopslicks with uh, Barbara Keane um, what is his endgame does he just really like her a lot or does he have a plan like why did he choose her you know um, to bring back to life and to I guess share his bed with I think that's a good question I, I'm, I
8: suspect that the season's going to deal with uh, the Barbara Raish uh Relationship quite, I mean, in a detailed way. Um, so I don't, I don't want to give too much away about exactly what's going to happen there. But for sure, she is a person of interest to him. And I suspect there's an element of the psychopath in her that he's attracted to. Uh, he, she's sort of ultimately malleable. She, she, if anybody can be done, if, if, a, if a bright person who's very manipulative can do something with Barbara then you've got a pretty dangerous weapon on your hands. So I suspect that's where, that, that's my guess, because we haven't finished and we're not there yet, so we haven't filmed these, this, a lot of this stuff, but that's my guess.
7: No, and he does actually pass on a gift to Barbara purposely, which changes her life forever. Yeah
2: all you're going
10: to say about that. That's all going that
2: to say about
7: that. I would say she's a survivor. And Rachel's always loved survivors. And
10: which
7: episode are shooting right now? Uh, we are shooting uh, 10 right now. And uh, yeah, but we are written all the way through 14. So the good thing about this show is we get scripts way ahead of time. We get very. Confused, we get very excited, so you know, the ideas start Like, especially like I said, it's, it's all we've been building this bonfire for a long time, and right around this time we ignite the fire. And uh, like I said, if, season five
8: will be a very, very different shot. You already know what you're doing in season five, that's what amazes
9: yeah, me. Yeah. That's
8: what's astonishing. Well, so much is inspired by the comic books too, I
7: mean, yeah. you know, we sit down with DC, you know, like every episode and talk. I mean, and, and they keep opening the floodgates and saying, "Yeah, enjoy it. Do that, do that.
2: Do that." So it's a so it's a real
7: good collaboration.
2: How does it feel shooting Gotham in New York City? I know you're on in many places. You're on the soundstage, or you're what you built out in
9: yeah.
6: Brooklyn. But I always see scenes, you know, in Queens, other places that are familiar. Like that.
7: Yeah, they, we should have, You shoot all over the place. Everywhere. 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 Basically anywhere that isn't gentrified these days. <laughs>
2: Which is tougher and tougher.
7: Yeah, you know, but um, uh, brilliant location, guys. You know, brilliant. Who, um, you know, right from season one, they kept saying, this is a Gotham building. This is not a Gotham building. And so, and so, visual effects can do somewhat, but we still have a budget, so. These guys have to find us the decrepit and the the, the authentic and the the, the vintage New York, you
8: know?
2: Which is shrinking,
8: so... But it lends a real look to it, because obviously you have to shoot a lot of this stuff at night, so it's very noir. Yeah. If you're going to be outside, you've got Everybody's up at three o'clock in the morning shooting scenes on the no, street. We have. There, there is a
7: coined phrase now in, in the television industry, which is "gothamize." The, you know the fact that you know "gothamize" it just means it's going to crush down a bit darker. There's going to be smoke. There's going to be a wet down, and it's gonna, you know they actually say that now it's a, a shorthand for doing certain things to make the show grungier. So
9: start again? Yeah
2: is there something coming up in this
8: that you to say, uh, the uh of the and I think that there's um I think there's certainly going to be certain moments where there's going to be a moment that I am certain of that people would, will be extremely controversial. Um, in the first
0: 10 can we can we address the absence of alan and montoya because gordon keeps on saying episode after episode i need other cops who care where are the other cops that care and we we had them and i understand the actors are not on the show so obviously you know that's where the but it's the fact that it was never addressed, tra- the absence is very loud when Gordon's are, asking who else cares. We are
7: totally going to revisit that. Um, yes! We are totally going to revisit that. Been asking that. for years. Yeah, the, the thing about it is um, it was just simply the cast was too big. <laughs> it's literally, yeah. it's a mammoth. And it's growing. There's some new people
0: coming. Uh, and going to be like, hey, how's Barbara think, been lately? Uh,
7: <laughs> I think um, in um, 11, and, 11, and 12, 11 and 12, big, big character, big uh, new characters again or, or some old characters in a different way
3: okay. thank, you. thank you guys
7: thank you Sid, do you
0: remember um that interview
3: oh yes that was you yeah
0: i do remember it at comic Con last time did he enjoy himself that day he, he enjoyed himself yeah the video's on if you want to say hi to Ben.
8: hi Ben, how you doing good to see you i know i know you can't see me right now but you can wherever you are today which isn't today I'm that out. Dude, i hope i didn't traumatize him <laughs> <laughs>
9: Hey,
0: it's it's team it's team Batman. Which uh, I guess we can't call you Batman yet. But are you gonna get a code name? You know, like the black blue blur or something, or the black shadow. I
3: think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know the answer, but I feel like that would be really cool. Even if it's just like a kid. Nah, that's stupid. Don't do that. Yeah, that's, you don't write that's it. it. as bad.
0: Oh, why don't you make one up right? and <laughs> The black blue blur. I think he just did it. <laughs> <laughs> I just ripped off Smallville. That's what I did, but <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I gotta say the alliteration in that is It's that nice. It's, it's definitely it yeah. like rolls off the tongue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, gonna uh, yeah. congratulate you too. You can keep this. Batman just got engaged to Catwoman. I know. Please. So. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> appreciate so that. So major life, major life change. You know, any thoughts on that?
11: <laughs>
0: it's great.
9: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
0: That's <laughs> yours. You can keep that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Look at that.
3: Yeah, um, good for him. You know, Batman's, uh, he deserves love. He deserves it. It's not gonna work. It works. <laughs> <laughs> but he deserves it.
6: We talked about this a little before, but what was it like? You know, when you were finally putting on more of the costume, you know, doing those scenes. Even though I don't know what it was like shooting, where you look like you're high up on the ledge, you're probably not. But, yeah, but I mean, but you had to pretend, right? So that was when you were really kind of stepping into that part of the role. How did that? This is the first time everybody's kind of seeing it in the last few episodes. How did yeah. that feel?
3: It's incredibly exciting. Um, it's, it, was, it was scary to, to become a version of, because you know, for the past three years I've been playing a version of Bruce Wayne. And now all of a sudden I'm playing a version of Pat, which is completely different the ball field. And so it was, it was a lot of pressure that came with it. Um, but it seems like everything's going, been going well so far, so no reason for that change. Um, but it was great. It was really, really
9: fun.
12: Uh,
10: is
13: there any of the episodes that you had already shot? Is there anything that you can tell us well you should expect for this scene? I, I did. I, I, I had real fun on the last episode actually because we delved into my relationship with Thomas Wayne when I first met him. And um, I have to say John Stevens, our showrunner, wrote this two-page monologue speech basically. And it was, it was fascinating. Like, that has been my like, I've always wondered. I've always wondered how do they make You know, why? why what is what is this loyalty? And it's a rather cool scene. It? So that's something I'm really looking forward to seeing. And you too? So we're. Ah, I'll go. Uh, for me, I.
3: There's a lot of really fun scenes coming out. Um, There's one particular in episode 7, you'll know when you see it, that I had a really, really fun time doing (laughs) it. (laughs) I think my favorite scene with these two, which I think is one of my only ones
5: so far this season, is uh, just the presenting of the suit, because now we, you know, we see the purpose of Lucius Fox um, in the whole arc of the universe, which is really nice to start to get to know him better and see see his skill set used. And always filming at the GCPD, we have a really good time, so there's a lot of, you know, Antics that happen with Detective Gordon.
9: <laughs> oh I see you now. <laughs> hey Are you of uh,
4: Batman?
3: I would say so.
9: Okay.
3: Yes, you will. Um, Bruce is going to be at the definitely the second half of the season. Bruce is going to be um, taking on this vigilante persona and not because at the beginning of the season now we, we see him do so because he's, he, like he tells Alfred, he, I feel more alive than ever before. This is fun for him. It's a sport. He goes out there because it gives him a rush. When we see him do it next, it's going to be for a different reason. It's going to be because Gotham needs him. And when he gets to that point, he's going to realize that he can't do this alone and a bulletproof jacket isn't going to cut it. And so whenever he goes out there and he figures out that, that he needs another piece of equipment, another another gadget, Lucius Fox is going to be the man he turns to. Um, and these three kind of really become a team de- very, very similar to the team you know from the, from the books. Thank you guys.
9: Thank you. Thank you. Right. If you, if you
0: haven't seen it before, that's Lucius Fox's first appearance. Oh yeah, of course, of course I've seen it. You do your homework. I do my You do your homework. What is that? Lucius Fox's first appearance. Oh. What was that? 80s? Uh yeah, like very late 70s, early eighties. I don't have the issue number. I'm being I'm embarrassed Batman asked me and I didn't know.
9: Oh, it's fine.
11: It's okay, I'm just not gonna look at you.
2: you always say. <laughs>
11: Don't okay. take it personal.
0: So, the three of you I hear are going to be like a family this year. How is that going to work? How the. Works out surprisingly well. It really does.
11: Yeah. Yep. It's the dream team you didn't know you needed. Yep.
2: Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about
14: how this comes about and how it works? Sure. Well, uh, uh, I guess it. Starts, I, I'm thawing out. My body's all right, but my brain is not. Uh, so,
11: so Grundy comes
14: out of this swamp. Thank you.
9: Help me out. Well,
2: well taking an order. You still
11: have starts, ice sickness right it now. It
2: starts in the Narrows.
11: It does start in the Narrows.
2: There's a Fight Club. The yep. Narrows is this sort of like underground society in Gotham. Yep. Gotham's already underground. It's underground of the underground. You can see where I'm going with this. Uh, And it's a fight club, essentially, where people just beat the crap out of each other for money, and there's this woman who runs it, and it's just, you know, a a lot of fighting and a lot of blood. I'm the doctor there. Uh, I've decided to be around and, and help people after what happened last season. Enter this guy into the ring. Yes, Uh, I
11: probably want to take it back before that yeah yeah no that's it that's it it, 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 it. Grundy comes out of the swamp runs into Enigma doesn't remember that he hates him Enigma figured that out and uses it to his advantage we end up in the in the club uh, with Dr. Tompkins and um Kind of by necessity, all around, become this, this this team. We all
2: sort of need each other. Need each other. Yeah. It all functions. And I have to say that you guys actually just
4: acted out how the team works. Yeah, right. Yeah.
11: Yeah. That's a good
4: point. I say quiet.
11: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, we need Miranda to, to organize. Let's allow people to do things yeah, yeah. as if
0: um. they try to figure out what it is. Yeah. 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 Now is yeah. Lee going to be upset that Gordon's now with her sister-in-law? Yes. He is. Uh-oh.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I didn't Spoiler say
2: anything. Alert. Spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert.
11: I never I, I never thought about that. That's right. It is your my, sister-in-law.
2: For like an hour yeah. she was my
0: sister-in-law. <laughs> right. Yeah. Killed death In to you. your part. And yeah. then he killed my husband. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we haven't had that opportunity yet yeah, to, put that to, you know. I'm sure it'll. Uh-huh. It's part of the tension, right? Just part
0: another of, thing to get her mad at them. Exactly. Yeah. It's part of,
2: you got it. You got to tear them apart, put them back together, tear them apart. I don't know how many times you can do that until it all really combusts. But we'll <laughs> yeah. see. We'll find out. Yeah it's been
11: a great joy to work with these two though I have to say it's, it's um, we, we really enjoy as a cast we really love to be together it's uh, I, I do not take that for granted because it doesn't always happen in our business so um, you know it's but it's fun also to get a chance to work with different people. You know, I had time working with Robin, you know, we've all had different stints working with other people. And so for the three of us to be together, um, totally unexpected, it's it's I don't take it for granted. I, I really enjoy it. They're really lucky to work with me, is what I'm trying to
9: say. <laughs> we know. And
11: I and I know they know it. We know. They don't have to say it. It's also they just this know it.
14: this location that we're in yeah. is awesome. It's uh crazy. and we have a hundred plus extras every time we're there it's and looking it's
3: crazy looking yeah, absolutely, absolutely insane it's just like the, the
14: absolute dregs of Gotham yeah as you, as you and mentioned.
10: it's funky um, and
2: it also, it's so did Lee never got off the train you just took it back to Gotham or what happened she fell asleep and
14: it came right <laughs> <Yeah>. back <laughs> how many times does that happen to yeah, you I, exactly woke, I woke up and I was like ah
2: oh, uh, I'm still here
0: <laughs> destiny I couldn't afford a groundhog day yeah what kind of Lee? Are we you going to get this season because she was kind of taking a dark turn I at know. the end. Are we back to Goodly? But she, well, she's exactly. keeping bad company, so... Well, the
2: virus definitely changed her forever. It will not be the same Lee you've seen. There's definitely an edge. There's definitely a darkness to it. There's just a lot of you know, stuff that happened and she's trying to make amends. It doesn't really go so well, but it's really nice to be able to play a character that you know started over here and is now over there you know Just to, you to play all the
11: shades I, just the... you talking now reminded me about that letter that you wrote Gordon that narrates the, the end. end of the season
2: yeah.
11: um, and I hadn't thought about that till just now but you know it was really nicely written and
2: right.
11: it's interesting to think about that in context of them coming back Right. And Lee coming back to the to I forgot the, about that it's a good thing yeah. to look at again in some ways, she understands Gotham as well as anybody. Yeah. you know. There's like an intrinsic goodness
14: about Lee yeah. that is is an interesting uh, variable in this relationship. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and really, a lot of the changes rare. I go through in, in the first half of the season because of spending time with with her. Uh, so there there are some qualities of like the old, old, old Ed that emerge, which has been really fun
2: their potential for the feelings to develop. Uh Already have. I yeah. mean,
14: yeah. Yeah. Can you tell? how could they not? <laughs> Ed's brain may not
0: work, but his glasses.
2: <laughs> yeah. Whoa.
14: His
0: eyes are just fine. My his eyes, eyes are fine. just he fine. He <laughs> had that slap in the face last season. I know. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's,
11: looking he's looking for more. Maybe, you know.
4: Yeah. What about Butch and
11: his lady love?
2: Uh, that's going oh. to be oh, wow.
11: very interesting. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's some. Oh. That Some is, of the stuff moving forward. That is, a,
14: that is She is a key yeah. uh, influence to the the, the evolution of, of Grundy, yep. because uh, his sort of amnesia about my role in his life allows us to be friends. Uh, but when you have someone that loved the old butch and is insistent on being
11: recognized there's sort of a problem there that's right and and it's what they've done the writers have done in that it's, it's this kind of beautiful dark twisted love story uh, that continues and um,
14: yeah. yeah the writers room is on fire this year they really the, the are the
11: narratives the narratives for this year I mean
14: they're always kind of surprising This this year was like when they kind of broke down what was going to happen, I was shocked. But it, there's just, it has heard uh, some really great fruit. Yes. Yeah, it's cool. Absolutely. Sounds
9: exciting. Yeah, thanks,
11: guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. thanks.
2: Thank you. So
4: glad to go out uh, Sophia. Uh, um,
2: uh-huh. Ozzy,
9: yes. Well, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy and Sophia.
12: Yeah. Why, what is it? Wait, she just—is it Oswald? What is the, what the name? Wait, wait, I love wait. it. I love the. I love the. What is it? Isn't this episode when it's the whole name thing?
6: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's why. Yeah. Where you, yeah. yeah you were throwing it like Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah.
12: Um. When Sophia meets Oswald, I think she's trying to figure out. I mean, you'll see. But she's trying to figure out. Who he is in relation to Gotham and what that means for her, and there's a little push and pull, and tactics change. I think hopefully during the scene, and um, and then very carefully, I think she she tries to maneuver her way into his amazing life.
6: <laughs> She's good at it. She learned well. Her daddy, her her father is Don Falcone, who is you know. Underworld royalty in Gotham City taught Penguin everything he knows, like everything he knows. So when, you know, obviously when he hears that his daughter is coming to town, it's like, at first it's just, you know they they're like sort of circling each other like are you a friend or are you a foe and actually that's a sort of a theme between the two of us who are you know for basically our entire relationship is trying to figure out who we are to each other and uh, which is fun because again it's like every time you think it's going to go one direction it comes back another and she has her entire own agenda which is really you know which again it's also like I love seeing that too because when we started this season you know, after everything that happened with the Riddler, Oswald has decided he's not going to care about anybody. Someone shows up and finds a way, finds a way in, and so you know. And she, you know, I think it's uh, it's really because then I learn more about. It, it teaches me more about the character through her actions, you know, and also through her performance. Like it's like we find things together, which are really exciting. Yeah.
0: Right. Was Sophia's tryst with Gordon and um, her debut episode? Was that yeah. a one episode thing, or is that It's gonna...
12: not a one episode thing? Okay. It's not just a tryst. It's uh it's, it's a, a, a deeper it's a deeper relationship so it'll continue on to be that way
0: and any complications from the fact that he was engaged to your sister-in-law
12: yeah
0: I know it actually, and, and, and killed your brother I, I love
12: this is why I love I love speaking to people because I don't think people, I don't think they really maybe the writers considered it or didn't but it never actually really comes up the, the brother thing did in the first episode
9: um, <laughs> yeah
0: and it never he's think, like I'm sorry about that like as if there was nothing he could have yeah, done yeah I know
12: <laughs> but um, it's never addressed fully in, in any of the stories yet, but I think it definitely was something that I, as an actor, have been using. The fact that she did kill, he did kill my brother. I've been using it for for my own performance and for my own motive. So,
2: we'll see how that plays out.
9: <laughs> and what is the last question of Oswald
6: this year? Oswald? He's been come, coming and going and all these things that he went through. and what Well, he, it, he uh, you know, he meets one of his most challenging adversaries he's ever faced this year. And, you know, it's... So, you know, like, to say... So, you know, as it is with Oswald, like, he he starts at the top, and there's gonna be... Somehow, it's all gonna be taken away from him. You know, he learns these lessons, you know, through how he learns how other people manipulate him. He learns he learns from, again, like he learns from his enemies. His enemies are there to teach him how to survive. And and so this year he learns that lesson, I would say more so than he's ever learned before. So uh, it's all about yeah, his his new enemy in town. I, I won't say the how, um there is a thin line between love and hate. Yes. So. So, there
2: was love, uh, Oswald said, I'm not gonna have that feeling anymore.
6: Well, let me clarify and say it, it was what Oswald thought of as love. You know, I don't wanna say it's love because, again, it was, you know, Oswald's, you know, if we're talking about the Riddler yeah, and his true. relationship with Riddler, yeah. Oswald is an incredibly immature, damaged person, yeah. you know, and very, very, very selfish. And, you know, and so what he thought was love was really just some sort of twisted need. For for power, for acceptance, for comfort, for protection—it's just like all like you know—it's not an actual like all, like way that one should love another human being. So anyway, I wanted to say that. Okay. Well, I guess then, yeah, is it? Are we going
2: to see more of the conflict, or is
4: it straight out like now he just really
6: hates the Riddler? And uh, well, you know, so as we saw in the last episode, the Riddler escapes. We all, we all can assume that they find a way back together in some in some fashion. But uh, I I won't say anything more except it's not it's it's nothing that it's nothing what Oswald expects. So it's completely unexpected when he and the Riddler come back together. So yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you. I have to i have I
12: definitely have. I
6: did my yeah, research. Giant. I
12: know!
0: Whoa! Yeah, that's that's Sophia.
12: Yeah. <laughs> no one looks like well, also... a comic book version of themselves. <laughs>
0: thank you so much. I played.
6: Yeah,
12: I know what I am. Thanks,
6: guys. Yeah, thank Take you. care. Really, really. <laughs>
15: yourself and have a lot of fun. So first we have executive producer Danny Cannon. Uh, Mr. Alexander Daniel Sitting. Miss Erin Richards. Miss Jessica Lucas. Miss Crystal Reed.
5: <laughs> Literally every
15: working actor in Hollywood is on this stage. And just to think, when it first started, it was like kind of a smallish cast, and now we've got all these great, iconic characters coming to life. Danny, did you ever think when you started the show that you would get so close to the Batman art story? Yes. <laughs> how have you figured out um, how to do Batman differently than we've seen
7: I just think going back into the past and and creating these origin stories that didn't really exist before now. It was much more about creating a city that was filled with so much danger and potential that uh, the only person who could save them was someone like
15: Batman. Well, looking at this lineup, you know, they could probably use a Batman or two. Um, uh, You've introduced several new characters this season. Uh, In fact, this week we got Detective Harper who, if any of you know, Detective Harper has DC roots. Um, what can you tell us about where she's going to fit in in all of this? Because she's got... Her connection is to a character from another show on another
9: network.
15: Oh <laughs> <laughs>
7: I'll say. Uh, no, it was just... Uh, uh, it's one of those... Uh, the, the world is so rich and so diverse and colorful and, and, and unpredictable that um, we never have too many people to come into that world. And it's... Um, it's a whole city, and a whole city needs a big cast. Yes. All
15: right, De- uh, Ben, you wrote this week's episode. Right? And the- you got to write an
5: episode called "The Demon's Head," because. Whoa! I guess I won't be using that. Demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's, Get that's very fall. far away from.
15: But- <laughs> How was it? I mean, you've directed an episode. Now you've gotten to write an episode.
5: Was it was phenomenal. It was. Uh, it was a joy, I put Sid front and center, so nice job there, my friend. Uh, yeah, um, coming up with the episode title took no time at all. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Rachel's oh, that long means demon's head? head. Oh, then there you go, there's your time. How long did it take to actually write the script for you? Uh, months. It, um,
2: came I, it came at a really good time, too.
5: Yes, uh, we, were, we were getting married, and we were on our honeymoon and uh, You
2: were working on your honeymoon? I was sneaking off
5: at times. Better oh, yeah, we're we're than
0: now her honeymoon uh, on, on the show.
5: <laughs> um, uh, it, it, the process takes uh, months. I mean, the actual writing of it sort of depends on what what you mean by that. Like when you actually started say, a draft, that's actually relatively short. But we were in, the, I was in the writer's room and, um, in May, I think, wasn't it Danny? Or maybe it was April, uh, a few weeks when we broke the story. And then you go off and you do a... A bunch of different things like a story document, an outline, and eventually a draft, and then you get rewritten. And Uh. you get rewritten again (laughs) and you write and you get rewritten and that's the process. (laughs) Danny doesn't know anything about that.
15: Yeah. Welcome to the world of writing.
5: Exactly. (laughs) Writing is Um, rewriting.
15: It feels like Jim is on his way to getting back on the
5: moral beam this season. Yeah. Yeah.
9: Yeah. Sure. Sure. And And
5: that beam's just getting wider and wider. Doing the parallel bars right now. Uh.
15: Well, he's running out of allies.
5: Uh, in a way, yeah. I mean, the reason that he goes down to Falcone is because he doesn't have anyone better to go to. So, because he thinks that's going to be a good idea. Why don't I go down to Falcone? He might help me out. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's running. The world's getting kind of, it's getting a little claustrophobic. Um, he, the walls are closing in a little, which mm-hmm. makes him a little desperate. He goes down there and he comes back with someone else. Um, where's, where's, there, she, where's she there she is. Yeah. Okay, Crystal
15: Reed, welcome to the show. Yeah!
9: How about that?
15: I'm a long way from Beacon Hills. No! Oh! <laughs> <Yes, please. laughs> Alright. Um, we got our wow. first kiss for Sophia last week. Um, should we believe that she actually has feelings for this guy? Or is she maybe out to settle a debt?
12: Um, I, you know, I think that there are feelings there. But I don't want to tell you what they are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, but it, actually, that's a question that keeps evolving, I think, um, especially with the writers. We, I think we're trying to figure out what that, what that relationship is actually going to look like. Um, and it's never really addressed the fact that, you know, homeboy over here killed her brother. Mm-hmm. It's never really talked about, but I think that's certainly something that I've been using as an actor to kind of, you know, to work in there. It's,
15: um, and, and just looking at your character last week, and all the female characters on the show, can we please have a Gotham City Fashion Show
12: episode? Yeah. These
15: women show up! No the, I mean, they serve! Um, David, where's David? Over there. Well, young man. I'm over here! Hey! Woo! So the billionaire... see you over there. The billionaire brat, huh? How much fun is that version of Bruce Wayne?
3: Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so much fun. We, we have, what you saw last week is just a little tiny taste of what's gonna come. And we shot this scene in episode 7. More like a sequence. I've had, I've never had so much fun shooting anything on any other job, ever. It was like one of the best nine hours of my life. <laughs> and, he's a good dancer, uh, by the way.
5: A good dancer? I only give too much away, but this guy can dance.
15: Uh, he's also sitting next to a very good dancer. Does that come into play? <laughs>
4: what do you mean? Oh.
15: Well, David, actually, we did a, 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 an interview with David, and he, <laughs> he mentioned how, he said that, you know, the bruce Selena relationship is kind of in tatters, but we might actually see a bat-cat connection. <laughs>
11: Give the people what they want.
4: Uh <laughs> Hell yeah, you um, will. I mean at the moment Selena's just focusing on herself and um I mean <laughs> I mean I wish I could say that there's a bat cat thing going on right now, but There was a little bit of that going on, and that obviously didn't work out. And Selena is just fed up, and she just wants to focus on making her life a little better and doesn't really care what Bruce has going on at the moment. So, I mean, if he keeps dancing with other girls, I don't think she minds. Okay, all
15: right. Um, Sean, hot Alfred. Um,
11: You can come again. (laughs) <laughs> Michael Caine is so pissed right now. There you go. <laughs>
9: no
15: offense, Michael Caine. Or Jeremy Irons. Uh, Alfred is slightly on board with helping Bruce get, you know, through this point in his training. Um, but the bat, the Alfred that we know is very plugged in high-tech-wise, and yours is very physical, very brute strength. We saw a lot of that great stuff this week. Are we about to see Alfred kind of learn some new tricks?
13: Uh, n- not really. I think that we're sort of going forward with Alfred this year by going back to a certain degree. like, um, There's this wonderful actor called David O'Hara who came to visit him in season one, played Reggie, um, who he served with in the SAS. And I think that um, he reverts back to, to type and you'll see a side of Alfred that's never really been seen before. And that's why he le- lived this sort of cosseted lifestyle by, by wearing these three-piece suits and the boy basically holding him in check. <laughs> Um, and when that sort of relationship is on the edge and starts to dissemble, he unravels really fast. And you see who actually, what he was capable of and who he was, and it's not pretty. I like
5: that. <laughs> um, I mean, it's pretty because Sean's
15: pretty. But it's right. It's oh, no, pretty. not pretty. Not pretty. It's pretty. Um, Donald, good to see you. I was very... Uh... I was a little disappointed in Bullock saying you know like siding with the GCPD. I was but I get it. I now understand it. Commissioner sent down the you know
1: the, the mayor and I also feel like I think he's seen he's seen Gotham for a long time. He lost Falcone, he lost Maroni, he lost Fish moody And so the underworld that he understood it's, it's kind of like No Country for Old Men. It's so Nietzschean and so beyond good and evil that he kind of thinks that, well, if I do a deal with, with Penguin, if I go along with that, it just, it's gonna mitigate some of the damage that's being done. And it's certainly gonna save the lives of cops and the GCPD.
15: And so he's taking, in his mind, I think the lesser of a couple of people. Well, that was what I was thinking. It's like, okay, well, at first I was disappointed about that he's doing the best thing he can. And it turns out that this guy's actually a very good cop. Yes. Yeah, and he's, and he's,
1: you know, anyone who moves up in the ranks knows they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, and there are political ramifications and stuff. I think it's just interesting because it puts, it puts Jim and Harvey for the first time on this collision course where they kind of can't work it out at this point. It causes such a rift between them, so... It gets
15: interesting as the season progresses without giving too much away. Okay. Um, speaking of interesting Robin, the uh, is in a very interesting time in America. How is it playing the second most insane politician?
9: <laughs> yeah. Uh.
6: Yeah, I wish... I, I don't know, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, uh, it's really fun! Yeah. It's really fun! Uh, it's really, yeah, I... I, I this season with, with the... Uh, what I really like about the season is with the establishment of the Pax Arena you know, where he is licensing crime, you know, taking a little cut for himself, because, you know, it's business. But it really puts him right in line, like, at the top of the season, like, his main adversary is Jim Gordon. And I love that because it's it really gets down to so much of like the nut of the show for me and like you know it's you know his whole trajectory started with Jim so anytime they come back together there's so much you know there's so much uh, background and past you know coming into that and you know when they come up against each other it's again we're telling the story of like you know who wants to control who want neither of us both of us neither of us want chaos like we are very similar in that way. But, you know, both of us want to be in control, and so it's going to be a constant battle between the two of us. And I like that starting of the season, yeah.
15: And you probably have had more scenes with David this season than you ever had. I know,
6: right? Does
13: Oswald figure What is it, like,
15: three? <laughs> is, he gonna, is, he gonna, is Oswald going to figure out that this kid is probably going to be a Thornton in his side
6: as well? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's fine. And, you know, we see that in in David's trajectory this year. He's like any... like jerk teenager like, you know, like asserting himself as a man. And as he does that, he's going to have to confront everyone sitting up here. Like if he really wants to be you know, if he wants to be the man that we we know him to grow up to be, you know, he's gonna have to deal with us at some point. And so that's what I love about our scenes together, is because we all know he's going to be madman someday and I'm gonna be and I you know I play the penguin and they're gonna be you know, adversaries, but every time you have these little tiny scenes, it's like planting a seed, you know, that, you know, it's like planting a seed in, you know, into the history that will then grow into the Batman that we all know,
3: you know. And I, I was talking about this with you before, Damian, um, I feel like a major, a major theme in Gotham this year is control and, and how to protect the, the Gothamites, and everybody has their way, Gordon has his idealistic way, Penguin has his, um, uh, Paxton win away, and Bruce is going to come up with his way, and it's going to be, um, and he's going to have to fight to have it win. And we know it's going to win. Batman obviously has control, the ultimate control of the city. Um, but it's going to be a fight, and it's going to be something that I'm really excited to explore later on in the year. Yeah,
6: we, we have a couple lessons we need to
3: teach this kid, you know, oh, before okay, he, he gets that.
15: So well, like, well, like he got his first <laughs> score. I felt that that was a very iconic scene yeah, yeah. of like giving him his first stitch up. You know, that was a, a, a an Alfred-Bruce moment that we all know had to start somewhere. Um, Miss Morena Baccarat. Hi. Concern at the end of the season that we were not going to see Lee again.
2: Come on, I've taken trains
15: before, <laughs> and, and that's what I also love is the main transportation now of Gotham is a train.
10: Oh, um, you know the I really like though. I only got a bus. Yeah. Like you took me, You put me on a bus. There's no airplane on the train. Yeah. yeah, who's getting the airplane?
15: Um, but Danny and John Stevens have, have assured us that we will see Lee again, but she will be very different. What can you tell us, and when can we expect to see her?
2: Very soon. In two weeks, episode five. Um, You may not recognize her at first glance, so look around. She's changed very much. What happened at the end of last season uh, kind of stayed with her. Um, She's not been the same since the virus, and she wanted to... She couldn't stay away from Gotham to assuage guilt, to, you know, just live out whatever she needed to to get closure. Um, but she didn't want to come back to the GCPD or to Gotham, she's coming back to an underground society called the Narrows, And, uh, she's there to try to help people as best she can, and these people are the, the sort of the, the, suffering souls of Gotham, and who are now even worse off after the virus hit, and she's there to help, um, uh, I don't want to give too much away, because I don't want you to see her coming when she's coming. But she's in this uh, fight club and helping people out. Oh,
15: yeah, Ben has some experience with the fight club stuff, (laughs) yeah, from his O.C. days.
9: Um, So
15: up until until this, I would have said Lee was the most sane person in town. (laughs) But now she's clearly maybe on a fringe point. So now, Chris, (laughs) you inherit the most sane character in (laughs) Gotham. It's true. It's
5: true. I love that he is the
15: one designing the bat
5: suits. Yeah, I think it's. You know, I, I, I'm. I'm excited about it because we get to see that that relationship with Bruce develops. We get to see as this masked vigilante evolves how Lucius keeps him safe because that is Lucius's main objective. It's very important to keep this, you know, Thomas Wayne's son safe. I just answered a question I wanted to answer.
15: He also just, he also signs the paychecks. Say it again? He also signs your paychecks.
8: It's <laughs> also true. Yeah. <laughs> good call <laughs> on it,
15: good call right. on it. Um, Will we see him get more involved in also developing the tech that he uses? I believe we will. All right, all right, all right. Corey Michael-Smith. Are. Um, how does it feel to have gone from Oswald's biggest crush to his biggest foe?
14: I don't know, is there something about, like, hate is just another version of love? I think it's still because he loves me so much. He misses me so much. It's just looking
9: for
14: me. I have to say though, that the, the scene, I, I miss working with Robin a lot, but the scene when uh, when I had melted and he comes in and freaks out was, uh, was so great. I think he misses me.
6: <laughs> I you so loud, and I saw stars, and then I, like, you'll see, like I, I watched it back, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's there she goes. <laughs>
9: like,
6: yeah, anyway. Yeah. How was
15: it, because obviously you weren't encased in, in ice, but you had to shoot scenes within a very tight space.
14: Yeah, uh, it was a little warm, you know. Uh, I, I didn't have to stand in there all the time, but you know, it's again, I had some muscle cramps. No, it was fine. You know. I'm really happy to be out of it.
5: Yeah, I'm sure,
15: yeah. Erin? Um, Where is she? Erin, okay. The Atomic Blonde we deserve.
9: Uh, Amazing.
15: Again, SP! one of those great saves for the show. Like, you know, we're worried we're going to see her. She comes back. This is a, again, much like Lee has, and, and what it looks like Corey's gonna have as well, is a very different take on a character you've been playing for a while.
10: Yeah, and um, I mean, yeah. she's still insane. I don't know. No,
9: she's... <laughs> she's
10: always gonna be a bit yeah. insane. Um, yeah, she, she died, uh, which was pretty huge, and then when she comes back, um, Ray has brought her back and it's through the Lazarus Pit, and the Lazarus Pit changes people. So, the kind of version we see of her now is uh, like a lot more zen, and she's also big taught martial arts. So she's got like a different kind of way of moving through the world. But, uh, you know, as we go along, you'll see that she's she's still got you know, old, old Barbara kind of insider in, in parts. But she she's kind of approaching Gotham in a, a bit more of a like a bit more of a businesswoman now because she kinda learned the lesson that she can't just be crazy because her best friend will kill her. Um that. So she's now like, okay, cool, so I've learned that lesson. What do I do now? Okay, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna uh she learned that she needs her family, she needs Tabitha, she needs Selena, uh, she needs to create safety around her, even though she has these new skills.
9: Um
10: she can't do it alone. So she goes back, you know, asks for an apology and then forms this this team, this alliance, uh, that can get her again where she wants to go. Like she's always looking to be top, top dog. Yeah.
15: And Jessica, I have to ask about that because Tabitha is such a badass and so, so great at being poor. I, mean, <laughs> your, I mean, your reactions, your reactions as poor Tabitha, like the rundown life. I mean, it, they're more. so great. Um, can she, yes. for, can she forgive and move on? Especially um, considering that. Barbara is
9: holding another secret now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if
2: it's as much about forgiveness for her at this point as, as it is that she's smart enough to understand that uh, she needs allies um, and that Barbara and Tabitha are stronger together than they are apart. Um, but I would be surprised if this doesn't come back up at some point in the season. Yeah. Yeah,
15: and I'm I, I'm looking forward to like the Selena has two moms storyline, <laughs> where you guys start like using Selena against each
2: other. Maybe we were talking it's quite a parental relationship. Yeah, um, it's, right. We were talking about who's mom, who's dad in that relationship.
4: It's a little yeah. weird because. They are, they have this parental relationship, but most of the time in most of the scenes, Selena is the one to calm the situation down. And she's the voice of reason. So it's this really cool dynamic that makes every scene that I do with them really fun.
15: Okay, and now for for Tabitha also, and this goes to Drew. We are waiting, we are waiting for Solomon to rise
9: can you tell us about that?
15: And what can you tell us about how the people that used to love him are going to react when they see the new version? Mm-hmm.
11: Yes, Solomon Grundy is born on Thursday, 8pm, 7 central. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's the thing about Grundy, is, is, is that it's Butch in there somewhere, uh, but, but Grundy doesn't remember anything when he comes out. Hence his team up with Nigma, who Butch hates. Um, and so it's, it's, it's fun to see these two, uh, kind of Laurel and Hardy, this thing, uh, into the narrows to find, uh, to find Lee. uh, it's just, be- it, it, as, as Corey said today, it's the dream team you didn't know you needed. Um, but yeah, and then I, I think, um, moving forward, uh, people are going to be quite shocked, um, uh, to find Grundy, or Butch looking like Grundy. Yeah, and she's, she's
2: shocked to find him alive when, when... Starts with joy, quickly turns into horror when she realizes <laughs> kind, of, kind
11: of like my normal <laughs> life. They were such a sweet couple. Were <laughs> <laughs> no, they? They were. They were terrible. She doesn't understand this. They were such a cute couple. Aww. Right? Yeah, yeah. Three
15: people in right? They were sweet compared to what we're seeing between Alex and Aaron Form, because you guys are going to be like the Sid and Nancy of Gotham. I don't
8: know if we really will be, but yeah. <laughs> we'll try. We'll give it our best shot.
15: So Alex, when, when Rish, you know, when he starts to fill these people around him in as to exactly how long he's been around, and what his actual plan is, um, are they going to sign on, or are they going to be like, oh no, you're obviously uh, insane?
8: Well, I don't think, I mean, I th- hopefully most people realize I'm insane just too late. Um, But uh, I certainly do explain very carefully to Bruce exactly what my intentions are and uh, start to uh, exercise some of those plans. Um, I just, I think I'm keeping some of the motives to myself. Um, But yes, Barbara is easily the most useful and uh, persuasive ally I could find at, at the top of the show. And uh, so it's really exciting, this relationship I have with Aaron, and we really enjoy kicking each other's ass around the stage. All right!
15: All right, um, so we have some, some fun to have right here. Uh, I have asked the actors to give me a, an unknown factoid about themselves, and I'm going to quiz you guys on how well you know your castmates. So, this person's mother played Magenta in Rocky Horror Picture Show.
6: What? 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 (laughs) Why don't I know?
15: In the production of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Not in THE Rocky
8: Horror Picture, in the production. (laughs) My mom was a cheerleader? I say SID. It's a really intelligent guess, but... It is Marina. Oh! Yes.
9: Veterinary》. You didn't
2: know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's
15: right. This is All right, this one was an altar boy for masses at St. Peter's in Rome.
9: Wait, say that again?
15: This, this cast member was an altar boy for masses in St. Peter's at, in Rome. John...
14: Donald! Donald! Donald, of uh, course. Oh, so you mean the Irish
9: I don't,
5: guy? Anyone. Yeah, the Irish <laughs> guy. <laughs> 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 Only Donald Lowe would have a life. Or, yeah, yeah sure. Uh, like, any, you give the craziest fact, though, you probably don't. Probably go
9: don't, don't. don't.
15: Yeah, probably it's Alter Boy and I'm sure. <laughs> right. uh, Forrest Gump. This person had a 102 fever at their audition for Gotham.
9: Ooh.
15: <laughs> he knows that. Chris Shaw? Cameron. <laughs> yes, hey. David. Oh. This one has been to the North Pole.
9: Uh-huh.
15: This person has been to the North Pole. Wait, that's a bar on the Lower East Side.
14: I thought there wasn't a North Pole.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
14: Whoa.
12: I'm
10: gonna so. guess Crystal. Yeah. No. Nope.
6: Robin. Robin?
14: Robin?
9: Oh, I thought oh, it was in the North Pole. Oh, is so
6: there so a Well, yeah, it's, it's like, like go, we were on a boat. But we got we got like within like 20 miles of the North Pole or something like that. Yeah. Oh, so that. No, yeah, it was a Russian icebreaker. Was it cold? <laughs> 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 it really wasn't as cold as you wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
15: Alright, uh, this this is actually one of my favorite ones because this is a deep dive. My father used to play post-ex. With Christopher Robin. play
12: what? what? Poe sticks.
11: Oh, poo sticks. Poo sticks, right? Sean. It's gotta be Sean. Sean, yeah.
6: Sean,
15: yeah. Yes! So your father actually knew the real Christopher Robin? The
13: real Christopher
9: Robin. <laughs> <laughs> what is that?
13: Poe sticks is basically you get a stick, it's then drop it off the bridge. And it's the first dick to come out the other side. On the other side of the bridge. Yeah. It's in the Hufflepuff movie. Yeah,
8: that's, that's right. I should tell you. i tell you that.
13: It's a really big sport in
8: England. <laughs> yeah. It's <Yeah. laughs> horribly good. That kills in England. <laughs> All
15: right. Extreme. This person in the cast is legally blind and had to wear an eye patch as a child.
10: What? Can
9: can't.
10: I wear an eye patch?
3: The
4: I only knew that because I saw her glasses
10: the
9: other day. <laughs> it was really
4: traumatizing because I would have to go to sleepovers and wear a freaking eye patch. So all of the little girls that I was sleeping over with and having pillow fights with, I was having to wear an eye patch. And it was... Where
2: are they now?
4: <laughs> I'm actually still friends with them. but are watching them on stream.
15: This, right. this person has an animal tattooed on their
9: toe. Oh,
14: what? what animal do you think it is? It is Aaron. And what
10: is the animal?
14: The camel. The camel.
10: <laughs> That's right. I got a chick? Is that a chick? What happened, have we got time for me to tell a story? What happens is I have six girlmates in the UK, they all have a camel on their big toe, a huge camel on their toe. And I said to them, one of them was coming out to New York for Thanksgiving, and I said, drunk, on the phone to them. I was like, hey, if you all come, I'll get the camel tattooed of my two. And I hate, I hate, I mean, I don't hate tattoos, now I have two, but I didn't, at the time, ever want a tattoo. And it was just like a, I was like, they're never going to come. Two days later, I get it on our email thread. Everybody has booked to come to New York.
9: Uh, now you have a camel toe. Oh,
10: <laughs> <laughs> but she's tiny, so mine's just like here on my little toe. She's so small, the name's Falafel. And they got this beautiful <laughs> one. And I was like, I'm not getting the big one. I just want a little tiny one. Just a little just, camel toe.
9: Just,
10: just a <laughs> tiny camel toe. Mine is so small, toe, so you can't even see it. You can barely see my camel toe.
14: <laughs> I like that you grazed over the fact that you named it Falafel. Right, yeah. <laughs>
2: She's my icon in the whole the story. Okay, um,
14: this person,
15: um, their first audition was for Days of Our Lives.
2: Oh, oh my
11: god.
6: Oh, Drew.
11: Nice!
9: Wow. <laughs> wow. Did you get it?
11: Uh, I did not. I, I, I auditioned to play a camp counselor that could play the guitar, which I actually was at the time, and I did not get the part. <laughs> I don't think I have the days of our lives. Look, people. <laughs> How in the world did you guess that? Okay, uh, I don't know.
9: You
15: just... All right, this one is really disturbing. Right.
9: Oh, no, no, no.
15: This person has not seen Titanic. Oh.
9: Oh, 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 <laughs> Whoa!
14: Chris Chong. I've seen so it.
5: Fifteen times.
6: <laughs> that's actually more disturbing. It's Horribly romantic. you see that?
11: Again? Uh... We already have done Ben McKenzie? I would guess Ben. It
6: is Ben McKenzie. Yeah. Yeah.
7: <laughs> Got a cold, cold heart. i patriotic. Date night. Patriotic.
2: Next yeah. date. Date yeah.
7: night, yeah. Date, date night. Oh yeah.
15: Alright, uh, this person's first experience with pets was breeding gerbils.
9: <laughs> Cory! Cory! Cory!
6: <laughs> Cory! It's <laughs> Chris!
15: Cory! Cory! Cory? Cory!
9: Thank you! <laughs> wow! Looking you know at some
14: families, or hamster families, we were a gerbil family. How, how hands on were you? Judge you know, you're just pretty. It was, actually, it was actually an accident, so my, my, my parents, they wanted us to have pets, but they didn't trust us. And, uh, so they were like, well it has to be caged and little and whatever. So we were like, we went to the pet store and got gerbils, we got, we got two male gerbils. And uh, my brother named his Fasty, because he was fast.
9: <laughs>
14: my brother's not, the cre- he didn't get the creative genes. Uh, I named my male gerbil Perdita because I was really young and loved 101 Dalmatians, naturally. Uh, So I named him Perdita, and I should have trusted the instinct inside myself that was like, this is a girl. Uh, And they... boy, did they like each other. And then it was—it's really hard to figure out what sex gerbils are. So it just was a baby farm. And my dad one day was like, "We're done. We're done. We're handing them out to other people. We're no more yeah. gerbils." Halloween at your house must have been terrifying.
9: We didn't <laughs> you go.
14: And Halloween. <laughs> Parents didn't let us have Halloween. Really cool family. Really great family. <laughs> Next person. Um, okay. <laughs> This person
15: pooped their pants during the standardized, te- standardized test in the 6th grade because oh. the teacher would not let them go to the bathroom.
9: Chris. Oh. It's Chris. <laughs>
5: she was a cool I just want to point out how bad teachers can be. You know, because I said I need to go to the bathroom. She was like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> we'll see if I'm going to the bathroom or right not. Was successful.
4: You
5: told me that story before, that's how I knew. <laughs> oh no, I
9: took the test. 98. Wow. Is that number two?
14: <laughs> you really know that, shit, Chris.
9: <laughs> I,
15: this one wanted to be a race car driver as a kid. Uh, okay. it's not not nice. Danny Ken? You, you. Oh, oh, you? I'm not in this game? No, I'm not in this game miss <laughs> yeah. Crystal yeah. Reed yes yeah. yeah, better
9: yeah. thing
12: and also what a great job a yeah right
15: yeah <laughs> um and this person uh, this person's first role ever was playing chief Stoke in the school production of Wind in the willows when they were nine good. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's gotta be said. That's
9: great yeah, Raish.
8: Yeah, how did you go from Chief Stoad, Wind of the willows? Chief Stoad is still, is, is one of the most, is a great influence on Raish. Out <laughs>
11: Excellent.
15: Well, we're gonna go to some quick audience questions, so line on up. We'll try to get through as many as possible. Oh
11: my goodness. Ow. I ran.
15: Okay, so the fact is, I did a Batman panel earlier today for an animated film, and Two-Face here asked a question there, too. Joe's Hi. Hey!
2: Hey, um, uh, I was just wondering. The show's been on for five years now. You guys have had some amazing moments for all your characters. What would you say has been the most defining moment for your
6: character? Uh, for me, the most defining moment was the pier scene with Jim Gordon. Definitely.
9: Ah.
4: <laughs>
9: <laughs> uh.
4: I mean, I guess I'll go. I think the most defining... Oh, they're not left. Are they left? Oh. Okay, Uh, The most defining moment, I think, for Selena was when she pushed Reggie out of the window, because it really showed what exactly she was willing to do to survive.
13: Uh, And mine was um, loving someone so much, allowing them to kill you to bring them back. (laughs) I survived them.
9: <laughs>
5: but knowing that you can't really die because you're an iconic character is so probably going to have to come yeah. back. So you can yeah. It, no, it no, does, no,
6: does no, actually no.
9: help.
5: Yeah. And one more. Anyone else? Getting shot, uh-huh. and, <laughs>
15: getting shot in the head. By the way, it's great to see you, Jonah. You've always
1: been our number one fan, and we love you. And, and you're growing up with us, and it's so awesome to see you here. Awesome. Thank you. And Say hi to your mom for us. <laughs> hey! All right.
9: Thank Thanks. You. All right. Go ahead. I am. Um, wow, that's I'm Rachel from Long Island. Hey, Rachel. Uh,
15: I'm a big fan of the whole show, but I've been a fan of Mackenzie since the OC.
9: Woo! one. I've been okay. dying to meet you, and I'm so
2: mad that there's no photo ops.
5: I will. I will absolutely take a photo,
2: of course. <laughs>
9: And also,
2: congratulations on your new baby and new marriage and all that good stuff. Um, I would like to know from you, um, from the OC
15: to Southland to 88 Minutes to Junebug to Gotham, how do you see
3: yourself as changed as an actor? Um,
5: uh, thank you. Uh, um... Corey, if you don't, think, you just Corey's really wants to learn from me. He's very well. Who did you bring your notepad? Um, uh, I, uh, I I'm less foolish than I was back then. Uh, I don't know. Why, you know, I think people, yeah. right that time. Um, I, think, uh, uh, I think I think I don't know how to answer that question. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> somebody help me out. <laughs> Uh, uh, I do fewer shirtless scenes, right, Danny Canada? do fewer shirtless scenes than I Shirtless scenes, that's a great Ah, stop it. No, no, Don't no, no, write, write that down. Don't no, write, write that down. Write, write that, in. Write that, in. Write that yeah, in. Yeah,
2: no, I'm <laughs> just scene. Yeah, write that
5: in. I think, you know, what I think was great about, um, about working for a long time is that you get a lot of different experiences. I have to say that this experience on this show um, is, you know... If it's not the top, it's near the top of all the creative experiences I've had, and and not just creative, but also um, the family that's been created here is pretty amazing. So the fact that we have from sixteen people up here, whatever it is, but it's like yeah, literally a family, uh, uh, is is um, you know a really satisfying thing. And Robin, I remember Robin asking me early on in the show, like, is this normal to like cast members? Like each other this much, and I was like,
9: no. Yeah. There's only one
14: other show I've seen that on, and that's Supernatural.
5: Yeah, yeah, I hear the same about that. Right, I, think I put you guys up against each other on Thursday night, on want eight. Yeah. You yeah.
15: Well, you can record Supernatural, Supernatural and watch this live. Yeah. Great idea. Great idea. Guys, you back. Thank you. Right. question. Thank go, you. Go ahead.
9: Hi,
12: my name is Alexandra. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Um, my question is,
10: um, do you guys have a favorite line that your character has said, or from another character? No. <laughs> I'm not crazy, I'm free. That was my favorite one.
4: <laughs> I like that just for life, Like, just free. Pretty free, loving individual. <laughs> Anyone else? The best liars always tell the truth.
2: Yeah, I like your, in the sizzle reel, your, you should've, it's Gotham, you should've checked for a pulse. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty good. <laughs>
15: We can't do them all because we'll be here until yeah. San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> at least
2: it's not the
4: whole age
2: Fame, right? Yeah.
4: <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Natalia from Queens. I'm uh, a huge fan. I've literally been here since when yeah. coddling this team just to make sure that I can ask you guys a question. Marenna, uh, my question is for you. We you know that you'll be back, I heard, at San Diego Comic Con that you'll be darker. Will there be a chance for a team up with Tabitha and with Selena and with Ivy? And if so, might be got
2: them to be Sirens team. We do have some scenes together coming up, uh, that we just shot. Uh, not necessarily a team up, but uh, they do cross pads, and I finally, finally get to deck Barbara.
9: Yeah! Oh, Thank
15: you. How's she gonna feel about Sophia?
2: Who? Sophia.
9: Oh. She doesn't know
2: yet. Oh. All right, go ahead. Hi, I'm Annalise from Queens. What
12: up? <laughs> My question's for David, fellow men's fan.
2: Uh, All right. Uh, I want to know where do <laughs> you draw inspiration from as
3: Batman and assumed to be Batman? Oh, wow. That's a good question. <laughs> um, <coughs> I, uh, everywhere, really, everywhere that I can, I always, um you know, one thing I do, I mean, obviously at the beginning of the show, I did as much research as I could, saw every movie, um watched adam west i watched the animated series i read every comic book i get my hands on and uh, i still read the comics all the time because now i just love it but um i always uh, like periodically i'll watch a batman movie just like i just watched batman forever do a line again um uh, I, i'll periodically like 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 once every couple months i'll watch a batman movie just like to keep myself you know grounded in, in what we've done and what this mythos has been before Gotham. Um, but also, most of my inspiration, 98% of it, comes from the writers, and just the scripts are so definitive in what they're asking me to do. It's really, it's not, I, I feel like obviously I'm bringing this character to life, but I'm I'm just kind of... Um, the, 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 the catalyst that makes it happen. I'm, I'm not the I, I feel like I'm just bringing to life the words that I see on the page, and, and that's really where the character comes from. Um, so it's people like Danny and everybody in a writer's room that, that really make this character come to life. Woo! Woo! I love this
13: show, so fast and thank you. I'm so you, also, mm-hmm. happy to be here. Right. Thank, <laughs> you. thank
4: you. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Jordan, and I have
9: a question for Robert and Corey. Do you think that Riddler
4: and Penguin will ever
6: team up again without killing each other? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Gotham, anything happened. But but yeah, I mean, I think, I, well, as the next episode is a really important episode for both of us because it's the first time they come back into each other's lives. And I don't want to say anything except I will say that what results, like what uh, what happens is something that Oswald helped. Absolutely no idea was going to happen. It's something that's never happened before. That it, it, there's there's a change there that that even Oswald didn't see coming. So yeah, it's it's exciting in terms of working together. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know, Corey, what do you think? I think that was a great answer. Okay, thanks.
4: <laughs> Your costume looks amazing on you, by the way. Yes. Yes.
6: You're welcome. Great. Thank, thank you so much. Go ahead. My name is Hussein. I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> So, you know, I've been growing up with Batman in the
14: comics, the movies, the cartoons. Favorite characters, Joker, and Two face but
6: not in a million years would I think that I'm watching the show and it turns out my favorite character is the penguin. <laughs> so, how did you, Robin, your Danny, like, did just come naturally? Did you already
15: have an idea of how you want to mold this character? Because he's obviously different from the other iterations, but he's, he's still the penguin and he's just awesome. Cool.
6: That's definitely a Danny question. I mean, I similar to what to said like I feel like I'm just the, I'm just the Yeah, the vessel, you know, and so that's that's right uh, no, he's
7: being he's modest. That's that's not the case Well, uh, we didn't write it as the penguin originally, but we, we didn't want to announce that it was a penguin So we wrote this character Robin didn't know what he was auditioning for unless somebody had tipped you off
6: Not until like the, the night before did I, yeah, did I know but at that point I had already rehearsed and I was like well, we,
7: we, we wrote this character who could bend and twist and get his weasel his way out of things by still stabbing somebody in the back while he did it and uh robin came and read and um then i got to speak with him a bit i, I knew he was the guy but i got to speak with him a bit and he leaned into more of i said bring more of yourself to it and that's what you get i mean it's when actors bring these things to life, that's when we can really start to write. It's it's hand in hand. That um, until it has a voice, this thing on the page, it doesn't really come to life. Robin brought Penguin to life, and um, it, it, it was uh, it was magical. Um, also, didn't we have to meet up because
10: technically she a wanted fugitive? You, you know. <laughs> um, um, I-
2: you know, I was with the guy who's the law, it's fine. You tried to
10: kill him. Uh,
6: Yeah, it's true I did. I
2: think that there she feels a lot of guilt over all of that. I don't think she's, you know, coming back willy nilly thinking she's
6: the good guy. Trying to kill someone is like basically a compliment in our (laughs) show. It's like, oh you tried to kill me, you care.
4: (laughs) Go ahead. I'm Ty, I'm from Brooklyn, so um, I know a lot of these actors from previous works, like Crystal from uh, TV on Touch, I used to watch that as a kid. Cameron, I assume you wanna work as best dance group, and I never let that go. Um, but, <laughs> so, what? My question is, so what is it like from working on other shows and other things that, like, What's the difference between that and now playing characters on Gotham that are these iconic characters that people have grown up with that have such a place in people's hearts? Like, how does it feel to know that you're playing this and people are going to know you for being that person?
12: Um, I think there certainly feels like there's a huge responsibility, especially because people do know the story and people have expectations. But what felt the best for me was that there's a certain creative level and uh, that's given to us I think from the directors and the writers and All the powers that be and, and it feels really freeing and although those voices are at the back of your head It doesn't really feel like we have to stick to something that's already been done And I think that's probably why people love the show so much because we're not re-watching Somebody else's character being done in a certain way um, And so for me that felt and continues to feel very very freeing so, thanks. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Amy, and I'm from Brooklyn.
10: I'm also from Brooklyn, and
12: I want to thank you all for being the, that one show that fully makes me submerge into the whole Batman universe and make me love all the villains, all the heroes, and all the characters, and I and, and, and just love the whole cast. And my question would be, um, can you elaborate more on, since Sophia's a big character this season, can you elaborate more on Sophia and Oswald's relationship? Like, is it more platonic and frenemies, or can, can you just elaborate more on their relationship? Sure, sure. Yeah, so this episode coming up, we see... <laughs> <laughs>
9: ...frenemies.
12: Um, we, uh, they meet, and I think it's, it was a really interesting scene because it's, uh, you certainly get a sense of the cat and mouse game that's happening. And they're both so strong-willed, um, and, I, and I think it'll be in, fun to see how where that goes and, and you know, it's been, it's been such a pleasure to act alongside Robin. And it's such a lear- great learning experience. We always find something new in the scenes, but um, I think for Sophia, I can only speak for myself, that she's trying to find a way to, uh, to befriend him for certain reasons that I will get fired
6: for telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for Oswald, it's, well, you know, he learned everything from her father. I mean, that's his, that really is his idol in terms of how to operate as the king of Gotham. Alright, uh, so, when he hears that she's in town, obviously he needs to, he needs to suss around and, feel, and figure out if she's, if she's on his side or if she's not, you know. And that dynamic continues for, for a long time, she's she's very hard to pin down for him. But I think because she's so hard to pin down for him, that's interesting, that's alluring to him. Because normally he feels like he's re- he can read anybody, know exactly what their deal is, know how to get what he needs out of them, and then done with them. With She's one of the first people that he can't do that. So it's a very interesting dynamic when we start off.
9: Yeah.
6: Oh, thank you. Yeah. thank you, it's her so I, I want
15: to kind of piggyback on that regarding Ivy. So I feel like at some point, Ivy is no longer going to take your abuse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jessica and Erin, you, do you think that Tabitha and Bez would see her as like a potential recruit?
2: <laughs> Thanks, Erin.
9: Um,
2: uh, I actually don't know the answer to that question. I think Danny has to answer that question. <laughs> um, <laughs>
7: The, the, the great thing about this show is, is that people are constantly changing. People are constantly changing. They don't stand still for long. You, can, you don't survive in Gotham if you stand still. Um, Ivy's going through a really dark change.
9: And um, there's an episode coming up. Um, it's not,
7: not until episode 12 when a whole new Ivy will emerge. Nice. And I don't know if she could be friendly with anybody. Ooh. So, we'll see.
2: All right, okay.
7: All right, uh, we're on this side, so go over there.
2: Oh, uh, hi, I'm Skylar. I'm from Queens. I have two uh, stupid questions. Shall I stay that stupid? About minor details in the show. Um, the first is how are villains allowed to just waltz into the GCPV station? Um, right.
4: And the second is where does the penguin get his crime statistics from? <laughs>
9: Wow,
5: I'm gonna give you time to think about that while I just like, here Uh Villains are allowed to walk into the GCPD and the pilot, we actually shot a scene outside that never made the cut of the security office outside the GCPD. Um, everyone's just taking a nap. The guys are just reading a newspaper. I have no idea, they're just allowed to walk in. We have no idea. It's a really great question with no good answer.
6: makes it interesting. It makes
5: it interesting, doesn't it? If they had to check their badges and like go through like a scanner, it would just, get cut you know <laughs> it's like, anyway,
6: so it's crime statistics yes I uh, and i have this really great uh guy who works for me this season his name is mr Penn, and you know we should have had andrew here because he could really answer this question better so i'm just gonna you know oh, wow. tweet him yeah yeah <laughs> no, I don't very know. political
15: it's, answer yeah there's yeah. a very polit- pump
9: political like you handled that nicely fake news next <laughs> <laughs>
15: <laughs> and
14: you are actually going to be our last question. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I'm Charles. I'm from Long Island.
0: I just want to say I love you all. I've been watching your show since the beginning. Uh, my questions are for Alexander and Robin. Now, Alexander, I am a big fan of breakout Shout I think he's one of them. I apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say, you do play the character elegantly. And my question is. As I see him, Penguin is like his greatest, um, if you want to say, greatest barrier towards taking over Gotham. Because Penguin's a really great crime boss. He's the one who has his fingers in there. But Ray Shah how does Ray Shah see Penguin? And Robin, how does Penguin see Ray goal uh,
8: um Is Ray Shah even on your
6: brain? I don't even know. he's not. And it's funny because I, I was talking about this earlier and I said, you know, a continual lesson that Oswald needs to learn is that of hubris. I mean, he's constantly thinking that he's in control and then missing a giant detail and we saw that have we seen the the knife yeah Uh, so when barbara comes asking for this knife oswald is so obtuse he has no idea that it's the key to like a supernatural being of a thousand years you know what i mean like he just he's just about getting one over on barbara you know what i mean like you know this this is a (laughs) consistent flaw of his it's underestimating his enemies i mean i'm sure when it comes when the day comes, there will be a reckoning, and you'll have to deal with that. So the, the devil
0: you know is better than the devil you don't know. God, yeah,
8: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah. Right.
15: Cool. All right, well, listen, you guys are amazing. Thank you, guys. you. <laughs>